This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, September 15th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Extending Cal OSHA's COVID rule. Newsom vetoes water bill. Curtailments remain despite courts. And climate projects divide key Republicans. Cal OSHA board to extend COVID-19 regulation. Today, the governing board for California's workplace safety regulator is looking to extend its COVID-19 regulation once again. A coalition of agricultural groups is strongly opposing it. An alert to members, the Western Agricultural Processors Association described the proposal as complicated at best with requirements that contradict each other and called it unnecessary. The coalition argued employers have controlled outbreaks through masking, barriers, and distancing and said most spikes are from social gatherings. Newsom vetoes bill on water board complaints. Governor Newsom has rejected a measure for regional water boards to address unfounded or frivolous complaints. According to Senator Scott Weiner of San Francisco, who championed the Republican bill in the Senate, it would have saved the agencies, quote, time, money, and resources they could better spend on addressing legitimate problems. In his veto statement, Newsom echoed the comments of a San Francisco environmental group opposing the measure and said the boards are already not obligated to investigate every complaint. Water Board asserts curtailments will remain. An appeals court ruling this week was not enough to impact the state water board's authority over curtailments for senior water right holders. In a statement yesterday, the agency said the decision takes a narrow view and emergency regulations still allow for curtailments as well as enforcement action against illegal diversions. The board also retains its authority over water released from state and federal storage projects to protect vulnerable species. Friday's deadline looms for talks. Worries of a possible rail strike have been growing in Washington. That amid an ongoing concern about the health of the U.S. economy. Labor Secretary Marty Walsh continued working yesterday trying to resolve the impasse ahead of the end of a cooling off period tomorrow. I know the administration is very concerned, said Senator John Bozeman, the senior Republican on the Senate Ag Committee. The problem is that the transportation sector is so fragile right now. About 4,900 machinists, mechanics, and facility maintenance personnel voted to authorize a strike yesterday after rejecting a tentative agreement with the National Carriers Conference Committee. The union said it would wait until September 29th to strike. Now, the contract the workers rejected included recommendations from an emergency board President Biden appointed to arbitrate the dispute, which include a 24% compounded wage increase from 2020 to 2024 and $5,000 bonuses for service recognition. By the way, Republicans tried to get the Senate yesterday afternoon to vote on ratifying the board's recommendations, but Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont blocked the move. Key Republicans diverge on climate projects. 
Senator John Bozeman is fairly complimentary of the way Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack put together the $2.8 billion in climate smart commodity projects announced yesterday. In an interview with AgriPulse, Senator Bozeman said he hadn't had a chance to review the whole list, but believes the projects will, quote, make a difference not only in climate, but in just making things more efficient for agriculture. Vilsack also satisfied Bozeman's concerns that USDA can pay for the projects out of the department's Commodity Credit Corporation account without causing problems for other farm programs that rely on CCC funding. I think we'll have the opportunity as time goes by to review the projects to see how they're working, Bozeman said. He said there could be some good ideas that come out of the projects that lawmakers can consider as they write the next farm bill. But on the opposite side of the Capitol, Bozeman's counterpart on the House Ag Committee, Glenn G.T. Thompson of Pennsylvania, was highly critical of Vilsack's plan, accusing the secretary of abusing his CCC authority. The Biden administration is unilaterally spending billions of dollars without congressional input. It's as though Secretary Vilsack is intent on having Congress once again limit his ability to use the CCC, Thompson said in a statement. On nominees, Bozeman expects the committee to move relatively soon on some USDA nominees. Stacey Dean's nomination to be Undersecretary for Food and Nutrition Programs has been held up while the committee waits for a Government Accountability Office report on USDA's update of the Thrifty Food Plan. The TFP update resulted in a significant increase to SNAP benefits. Bozeman says he expects to see the GAO report in the very near future. Food concerns cross ideological divide. A new survey confirms there are some ideological divisions among Americans over food, especially when it comes to what's best for the environment. But a Purdue University research also finds that large numbers of conservatives have doubts about the safety of conventionally produced foods. Some highlights. Well, two-thirds of liberals and about one-third of conservatives believe Agriculture is a large contributor to climate change and that eating less meat is better for the environment. Agriculture is actually responsible for about 10% of U.S. greenhouse gas emissions. When it comes to genetically engineered food, the difference isn't so great. 36% of conservatives agree that genetically modified food is safe to eat. That compared to 43% for liberals. 40% of conservatives think organic products are safer than conventional foods. 55% of liberals believe that's true. Some 50% of conservatives believe climate change will affect food prices, and 56% believe that local food is better for the environment. Lawmaker louds Taiwan pledge to buy U.S. ag commodities. Democrat Representative Judy Chu of California yesterday praised Taiwan for sending an agriculture trade goodwill mission to the U.S., pledging to purchase roughly $3.2 billion worth of farm commodities in 2023. Chu, who attended the reception for the mission at the Taipei Economic and Cultural Representative's Office, was one of the many lawmakers at a House Ways and Means Committee hearing yesterday to firmly support a new U.S. trade pact with Taiwan. 
the U.S. and Taiwan announced in June this year the intent to negotiate a trade pact called the U.S.-Taiwan Initiative on 21st Century Trade. U.S. exports to Taiwan have been rising fast over the past few years, and in 2021, Taiwan became the sixth largest foreign market for U.S. agriculture commodities. The U.S. exported $3.94 billion worth of beef, dairy, soybeans, fruit, tree nuts, vegetables, and other products to Taiwan in 2021, that according to USDA data. Here's today's They Said It. What is not helping is the relentless finger-pointing by non-agricultural water agencies and critics of agriculture. That Dan Keppen and Mike Wade in an op-ed for the Desert Sun on the Colorado River crisis. Keppen is executive director of the Family Farm Alliance and Wade is executive director of the California Farm Water Coalition. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, September 15th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.